0: No client has ever developed a product in 48 hours, Mm. nobody, but you want us to develop a message to sell that product and explain it in a way that it'll encourage people to buy it, change behaviors and everything, and you want us to develop that message in 48 hours?
1: No. Hello, intelligent beings of this marvelous planet. Welcome to the 42 Courses podcast, and thank you for being here. Today, we are honoured to speak to Derek Walker, who is the owner of advertising agency Brown and Browner. Derek has worked in advertising for nearly 20 years on an enormous amount of impressive clients and accounts. He's very active on Twitter and LinkedIn in the advertising community and is also currently working with the American Advertising Federation to help introduce advertising as a career choice for minority students. As Derek states, when he isn't rescuing small children and puppies, he's hard at work helping to educate people to the power and benefit of advertising. This podcast is jam-packed full of Derek's wisdom, realism and important messages for the copywriting community. It's totally full of juicy goodness. So, welcome the fantastic Derek Walker.
0: Hello, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm really good. I'm so grateful to speak to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Hey, so you are a bit of a copywriter guru on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, can you can you explain to the listeners what what you what you get up to these days for clients?
0: I'm old school. So we do for clients. We do whatever the client needs. I don't believe in specialization. You know, there there was a time when copywriters and art directors had to learn the client's business. Not that. I know the business as well as the client, but I understand what's pertinent to me doing my job. So, you know, one day you're doing construction equipment, next day you're doing organic food. And that was the joy of being in copywriting early on. So when I opened the agency in 2009, I opened it under the old model, you know, I don't specialize in clients. I've done cars, but I wouldn't specialize in cars because that's how cars get crappy. We do work for whatever a client needs. Right now, though, we are um, mainly focused on small and medium clients because I think the Mount Everest is to take a client that isn't known and grow them into a mega brand. You know, everybody's chasing, I want Procter & Gamble, I want Coke, I want Apple, I want Google, whatever. But they're already huge. What makes Wyden and Shiat so different is Shiat took this little computer company called Apple that nobody wanted because IBM was the big beast on the block. And look at what Shiat and others have done with Apple. Look at what this little old independent shop in Portland, Oregon did What named Wyden and Kennedy did with Nike. They didn't get Nike when Nike was big. They got Nike when Nike was nothing. Kids cried if their parents brought them Nikes when, when Wyden and Kennedy got it. You know, we we if, if my parents bought me a 1990 and Nike's used to be nineteen ninety nine, they were cheap. I'm like, no, I want Chuck, I want the, the Chucks from Converse, and you bought me Nike. Oh, you know, and kids would give you a hard time. Rappers were rappers were wearing Puma and Adidas. And you brought me Nike. So when I opened the agency, I thought, you know what? I've worked on those brands that are established, but I've never been able to work on a brand where we go from ground zero or close to ground zero and grow it out. And I'm still chasing that.
1: I've seen your video in, in the 42 courses, the copywriting course, and, and you speak very eloquently about the, the power of listening. Is this, is this the most important or the most powerful tool for a, for a copywriter?
0: It's a tie. I think linking listening and being curious. Being curious leads you to be listen to listen. Or does listening lead you to be curious? I don't know which one comes first. But you need both of those. It's 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 hard to explain the system. Think about it. We've got to read all this information about a client's product or service. Then we have to think about their customer or their potential customer. We have to understand them. And then we have to take what the client's saying. And translate it into a message that that customer wants to hear, or it's beneficial to the customer. It's not not just translating, but it's it's manipulating and discern. It's a whole bunch of other kind of terms. But it starts with being curious. If you are not curious, then you don't dig deep enough. But if you don't listen, you don't hear the real the real notes that are in there. Um,
1: there's that Ogilvy quote, I think, isn't it? Who says that, that the great copywriters are the ones that are interested in, in, in everything or the broadest range of things.
0: Yeah, Who, which one of my friends said this. He goes, copywriters, the, the keepers of, the, of useless knowledge until it's not useless. You know, <laughs> I think to your question, to answer your question, being curious and listening are great. Then follow that with collaboration. I need that art director. I'm focused on what's said. The art director is focused on the what's what's presented, the visual part of it, and that takes a load off of the copyright. So there's some. I think Bernbach was brilliant in teaming up copywriters and art directors. So you got curious and listening, and then collaborative, collaborative.
1: When when you are, let's say you're in the middle of a big thing for a client, a big creative mm-hmm. thing. Where, where do you go for inspiration okay you've spoken yeah you, you have to know the product you have to know the people you have to know the customers but on top of that or at the side of that for inspiration do you do you walk the city do you take photographs of copy that you see around or images where, where's your inspiration coming from
0: sometimes we really need to get into the i like to see how the clients product lives in the world i like people watching why wouldn't i go to a a client's store or restaurant or company or factory or whatever. I don't know if Europe has a version of undercover boss. There's a lesson in marketing there that the individual running this company has to go undercover to learn about his company or her company. And when they get out there, they find out how little they know. As a, as a lowly copywriter, part of my inspiration is to actually sit and watch and listen. I think... We have to, copywriters have to learn to be distracted. I think creative is alive. I think of it as a creature. So you know, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go open the, open the door and let creative out. And creative is like, did you ask me? You know, you sort of have to coax it out. And I think that that's why we ended up with ping pong tables, pool tables, all the distractions that people lament about now is because you're sitting there and you're doing something else and your brain works a different kind of way, that part of your brain that's working on the problem is still working, but it's working without you in the way. So you're playing, you're doing that's whatever nice. you're sitting yeah. and you're sitting there. That's why we have to be distracted. So you're sitting there, and you're just doing whatever, listening to the music. You can even be watching a movie. And you ever, you know, it's people go, I was in the shower and it hit me. Well, you're in the shower, you weren't thinking. I got to write this line for copy. I wasn't, you know, you're taking a shower. You're driving. And it hits you because you're concentrated on driving. So the brain, that part of your brain is actually working. So to your point, I'll throw on some gospel. I'll throw on some gospel music Uh because in my house, my mom, when she was cleaning the house or when she was working on something, she'd put on gospel music and she just would sing the song she knew and do a task so i'm sitting there and i'm on i'm, I'm put up, put on some music or r&d and and i am gone i'm singing the song and then all of a sudden they go oh that's the line i wish i wish we could say okay write 50 lines and you get it right i think that is the worst copywriting advice on the planet
1: for me it's i have two dogs so when i'm walking mm-hmm. when all the ideas come i have to i have to write them in my phone immediately because i lose them and like, yeah. oh my God, what was that thing? Uh, actually, to, to your point just then, Derek, what do you think is one of the some of the big mistakes that copywriters can make or fall into the trap of?
0: Ego. I give no cares for your ego. I don't need to know how smart you are, how vast your vocabulary is, how intelligent you are. You're not writing to show me that. You're writing to communicate. So if the target audience isn't talking like that why are you putting 15 cent words where a, a five or a six cent word could work and would be more real and you know if you can communicate what's the einstein quote about genius is being able to explain the complicated simple well think about it most uh, too many copywriters have reversed that genius is taking in the simple and making it complicated
1: Ogilvy says, doesn't he? That it's I don't I I'm not interested if it's clever. I'm only interested if it yeah. sells.
0: Yeah, and what sells is what sells is the human. Think about oh, I don't know if you were in the states, but where's the beef? It's such a simple line. Here's a line that doesn't say our hamburgers are more beef <laughs> than your than everybody else's hamburger. Where's the beef? So
1: it's the language of the street.
0: Yeah. And oh, I like like what you just said. I'm going to show you two brands that figured that out. Three, Federal Express, International House of Pancake, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. The street, always called Federal Express, FedEx, International House of Pancakes, IHOP, and Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC. How much money did you pay to have that designed? You know, it's a... You know, there are people on the street that you owe money to. You paid some ad agency to do this. That's where I think copywriters get it wrong. I I borrow from whatever you say as a client. I'm listening to the client. I don't need to reinvent it. I need to find out what you know. And sometimes the client doesn't know what they know because they're so close to the product or the service. I guess ego and arrogance go hand in hand. The arrogance is I have learned everything I need to learn. I, I don't need to learn anything else. No other copywriter or writer is as good as I am. So I don't need to study anybody else's writing. I think it's, it's not the technical part of it. It's not time management. It's not um, organizational skills. You can't organize copywriting, and you can't manage the time. Here's what we do not admit to. How long does it take for you to come up with an idea? How much time do you spend on it? If we were making widgets, the only time I'm working on the widget is when I'm sitting at my desk working on the widget. Because we bill by the hour, we're saying, bill every hour or every increment of an hour where you're working on the idea. But to your point, when you're walking your dog, how much time did you, did you spend thinking about that idea that comes to you? You don't know because you weren't running a clock on it and you didn't know that part of your brain was working. So how do you organize that? How do you measure that? You can't. So what happens is we've created copywriters who are stressing and going crazy because they know they've worked more hours, more time. But they don't know how much time, because that portion of your brain that's working is working without your knowledge.
1: So, so how do you square that circle with with your agency, Brown and Browner? How how do you build? How do you build a client? Is it? I'm building
0: by the job. I don't build them by the hour, Mm -hmm. and I don't make people keep up. I don't. I don't track hours. If you think, if you know the the scope of the work, then First of all, I think telling creatives the budget and the time, and when I say budget, I'm talking about the time, because time is a budget. When you tell them the budget, they're keeping that clock in their head. We only have 140 hours to work on this. You know, that that ticker started. (laughs) You know, I'm working, so I don't believe you tell them that. You tell them, look, how long do you think you need to to complete this task. We, we bring in everybody that's gonna work on the job and we ask them, what's this gonna take? And then we, we come up with a figure. We're moving more towards, um, moving towards performance pay.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So there's a flat fee, but then there's a percentage tied to any increase. And it's an agreed-upon increase between the client and the agency, and it's historically it's based on historical sales or performances. So, if your growth from last for this quarter of last year and the year before was eight percent, it averaged eight percent. Then historically, you can project that this growth is going to be eight percent. Now, if we run a camp, if we do the work in this quarter for this quarter and the growth is above 8%, then we get a percentage of that that growth. I love this way. Clients want us to have skin in the game. It's, you know, we got skin in the game, but what it does is it frees up my people not to have to worry about time. Some people work better in the morning. Some folks work better in the afternoon. I'm saying the deadline is two weeks out. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you get it, get to the deadline. You know what's what's a, what's amazing to me is we set that deadline and then we want to tell people how to get there. What if you let the creative just get there? And if the creative comes back to you later and goes, "I worked," the copywriter comes back to you and says, "I worked too hard on this." Okay, then, then what we what now we've learned something. Mm-hmm. See, you're still getting your check as a copywriter. Yeah, I'm not docking your pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm saying is now we know. The next time around, that flat fee needs to be a little higher. Uh
1: Do do you think uh, that there's something in it when people talk about, you know, creatives need deadlines? Because as that deadline looms, it it all starts firing.
0: Creatives need constraints, period. My problem is out of respect for the creatives. I don't think anyone should be setting that deadline without the creatives' input. Uh Uh-huh. No, three creators go, okay, I'm writing a radio spot. I need three months. And I'm looking at them going, no. Give me more realistic goal. You know, and I use radio because radio is a strictly copywriter thing. And so, okay, I, I can do that in two, two and a half weeks. The client goes, well, why is it going to take them two and a half weeks? How long did it take you to develop your product? Oh, it took us two years three years, five years, you know, no no client has ever developed a product in 48 hours, mm-hmm. nobody. Mm-hmm. But you want us to develop a message to sell that product and explain it in a way that it'll encourage people to buy it, change behaviors and everything. And you want us to develop that message in 48 hours. Wow. No, <laughs> you know, but, but what, part of that is on me as a leader to explain this. Now, I bring my creators along so that they can learn this because when they leave me, they need to be able to defend why it takes as long.
1: Every copywriter listening to this will understand that what you've just been explaining. But would you get clients that will go, okay, if you don't do it in 48 hours, I'm going elsewhere? Bye. Yeah. Okay.
0: If you walked into a, a, any five star restaurant and said, sit down and say they make a souffle, souffles take time. You haven't ordered a hedge, you hadn't called or made a, you made a reservation, but you didn't tell them you wanted souffle. Souffle takes an hour and a half, two hours. So you sit down and you go, I want a souffle, but I need to be out of here in 30 minutes. What does the restaurant tell you? There is power in us saying no, and it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, Mm -hmm. but there's power in saying no, because we get ourselves in trouble when we say yes to things we know See, if you say, the client says, I need that in 48 hours, then nothing can ever take longer than 48 hours with that mm. client. Now you're stuck. You are now going to run yourself ragged over. Sure, you need the money, but all money ain't good money. You're, you're miserable. Your you're people are miserable. They're overworked and they're stressed. For what? For what?
1: As a copywriter, you know, your manager or the CEO of the agency or whatever, they're not thinking like this. They're thinking, we need, we need to take this business, win this business while they're small, or win this first win, the low-hanging fruit, then we get the big stuff later.
0: That okay. later never comes. Let's be totally <laughs> honest. How you, how you allow people to treat you at the beginning of a relationship is how you are going to be treated forever. Mm-hmm. Let's not even pretend it ain't low hanging and easy. My dad's a drill instructor, was a drill instructor in the Army. And he used to say, it's always easier to go from hard to eat to soft, but it's never easy to go from soft to hard. Mm-hmm. If I start off hard and I explain this to clients, I'm not for you if you think we're McDonald's. If you think you walk in here and get this in two and three minutes, no. And clients try and I say, well, why do you need this in 48 hours? Because of blah, 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 blah. really, think about this now. <laughs> you know, and I'm not being funny or aggressive with it, I'm just saying I understand what you're trying to do, but really, so, and, and you have to, there's some questions to be asked. So if we give you a subpar work and it really is just to fill a void and you get it out there and you piss people off. What have you accomplished? It's better not to say anything than to say the wrong thing. No. Yeah. Um, we have lost, as copywriters and art directors and creatives, we've lost that part of our business. You know, people want to be healed of cancer instantly, but what does the doctor tell you? You know, you, there is no instant cure. It's that compromising that has gotten us into trouble where deadlines are so tight and some agencies only have one copywriter for five art directors, that poor copywriter is overworked. We have got to learn to have some standards and to hold our standards. It's not easy, you're gonna lose money. You know what? I have repeatedly gone to the wall about certain things with clients. Mm -hmm. I've won some, I've lost some, but we have never starved and I've never laid anyone off and we hadn't gone broke. Part of that fear that these leaders have is an imaginary fear. Mm-hmm. See, I'm testing the water. The clients are testing the water to see how far they can push us. Our excuse my language, but our dumbasses don't realize we're being tested. We think we're being mandated too. So we oh, we must do this to get the business. As a client. And just, I'm going to ask you this. As a client, if you knew you could walk in and bully somebody and get what you wanted at a cheaper rate, faster, how much respect do you have for that person?
1: That's a race to the bottom, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Why are they ever going to pay you your your rate if they know they, they can bully you around? If they can beat you down, then I can beat you down on your rate. I want copywriters to get paid what they are worth. But I want them to work under the best conditions so that they can, they can grow their careers. And part of that is having a standard that goes, you know what, you're not slapping me around. I've had one client actually where that's been a problem. I had to stop the meeting and tell him, you do not talk to my people like that. He was worth a lot more money to us than I would care to admit. But I'm like, look, you can't do this. And I have to say it in front of my people. They need to understand I got their back. Mm -hmm. And they also need to know there's a standard. Never in your life do you take this abuse from any human being. And in the exchange, I could see that the client was testing us. And he was a bully. Mm -hmm. But he came to understand, I'm not the one you're going to bully. And he stayed with us for another year or so. And bless your heart, if you leave after a year, I got my money. My people did the work they needed to do, but you didn't come in here and talk to them any kind of way. Copywriters have got to defend the craft as much as their bosses. Don't let somebody else set that deadline and come back and tell you, well, it shouldn't take that long. You know how, how long does it take you to, to make a cake? <laughs> you know, Yeah, you can make a cake in a microwave, but really, does anybody want to eat a cake that comes out of a microwave? the microwave people are going to come after me on that one but <laughs> I mean you know
1: yeah well I'm, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're on the front line standing against it Derek
0: <laughs> well and and you know I practice this as a copywriter we think copywriting is just writing and it isn't it's thinking and it's got to be thinking first on all aspects
1: but, but Derek, you, you're 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 of a certain age. You're a confident guy. You had a confidence-building childhood that we spoke about before before we started. And you know what? What would you say to young copywriters who are just getting into it and they they've got these crazy pressured deadlines on them? Can they really stand up to their creative director and say, "No, this is I, I can't do it in this time"?
0: They they have to say they have to start questioning the deadline. Mm-hmm or they'll be slaving away forever. If, if you don't come to me and tell me it's a problem, how do I know as a boss that it's a problem?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oh yeah, I might get it, you may make me do it. But once you tell your boss that this deadline is kind of, is too short. When the boss sees you are, are frazzled and hopefully, and this is a question of whether or not you want to stay at that agency. If that, if that doing that job takes a toll on you physically and mentally, and your boss doesn't give a damn, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. They will work you to death. Mm-hmm. And we have to come to that conclusion. All bosses aren't aren't great bosses. But the really good ones, and I'm just saying good, I'm not even talking about great. The good ones go, let me look at that damn deadline again. Can I get them more days? You know, maybe three or four, but it's more days. But do they know to get you more days if you've never said anything? Part of this is, yes, you're young and you want to make a lot of money and you want to do this, but guess what? To make a lot of money, you've got to be, you can't be a sheep. Mm-hmm. The sheep don't get paid well. So,
1: so what, what would be your, if, if you had a billboard in every town for like copywriters, young copywriters out there, what would be your message on there? I know I'm putting it.
0: An instant deadline on you, right? <laughs> no, respect the craft.
1: Respect the craft. Nice.
0: Ask questions. Be present in the meeting. If somebody says, do you want to attend the meeting and you really don't want to go? Guess what? You've already lost the battle on when that deadline is set. Learn the inside workings of team. So I'm not going to my account service people just to complain. I go to the account service team and go, guess what I discovered? You know, and the account service, what, what account service person is unhappy that someone comes to them with something cool about the, the client? You know, yeah. that, 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 so we're talking about building relationships, but what, what we've done is we've put everybody in a silo. Even as a junior, if you're not tuned it in, turned into to to starting those practices it's hard to do that when you're 20, 10 5, 10 15 years down the road yeah you are sheep you know mm-hmm. if you never say no you'll always be saying yes and, hey
1: that's biblical
0: <laughs> i mean hey. i'm sorry but it's 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 the I disagree. A friend of mine put out a blog, the most powerful word in in business is yes. And I I sent him an email going, no, the most powerful word in in business is no. Yeah. You know, and I don't explain my no's. And if you can learn that, that's important. If you say no to something, don't attach a reason. No, but. No, but is a negotiation. Mm -hmm. If you don't intend to negotiate on your no, just no.
1: Okay. Derry, I could talk to you for the whole weekend, but can I just ask you two quick fire questions to, sure. to wrap it up? Because I'm taking up so much of your time. If advertising left field questions, okay, quick fire. If advertising okay. were a food, what kind of food is advertising?
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I mean, think about it, it's a whole mixture of different things that shouldn't work together. <laughs> you know, with enough heat. <laughs> That's yellow light the sun. Yeah, it comes out and it's like, oh. So you're gonna throw chicken in there with shrimp and and, and mussels and this is gonna be good. Oh, so you're gonna put peas in there and rice. And this is a nightmare. And you're gonna cook cook it all, wait a minute, you're, you're not gonna cook, you're gonna cook the rice with all this and make it crunchy yeah so it's paella. Yeah. okay nice it's one a big mess
1: and final question i ask everybody this but i have never been so excited to ask somebody and it's you so there's two options for you you have to choose to fight between a horse-sized duck or a duck-sized or a hundred duck-sized horses which do you choose to fight and why
0: Ducks are vicious animals. I'm going to go <laughs> with the horses that are duck-sized because I figure after the first 20 or 30, the rest will get the message. <laughs> but if you've ever faced a duck, a regular duck-sized, no, those are mean animals. Yeah, horses, yeah. I mean, come on, the little duck-sized horses, You, can, you can, by the time you have wade through, all of them are going to want to fight. I'm going to take the horse-sized ducks, really? Duck-sized horses.
1: Derek it's been such a joy to speak to you thank you so much for your time Thank you, again. a real gent <laughs> a real rallying cry to all copywriters from Derek Walker there just to let you know that Derek is one of the many thought leaders along with some legends of advertising in our new course on copywriting go to 42courses.com and take a look inside the copywriting course to learn how to write words that sell